All right. What is up? What is happening? Woo fucking Tang. Today's episode is fun. At least I have fun doing it. And uh, let's see, what do we talk about? Well, we talk about the Bruins and whether or not they should rebuild. I think they should rebuild sooner rather than later. Dubs disagrees. You'll hear that disagreement in about 45 minutes. Um, we talk about the NBA playoffs uh, at length, at nauseum. Is it at nauseum or ad nauseum? It's ad nauseum. I, I think I even said it 20 minutes ago when we were recording. Forgive me. I'm tired. You'll hear all about that too. And uh, yeah, pube party. Let's start the show. All right, welcome to this episode of Sad Sports. I am Bert. With me, as always, I have Dubs. Say what up, Dubs. Trotsvots, yeah. Uh, what's going on, dude? Chilling, chilling. Yeah. Got, uh, my brakes brakes doing brake things your what my brakes went this week oh okay i was like what the yeah i was like what the fuck are you talking about i get it now i get it i'm i'm half a man and i don't know shit about cars so i have to bring it to a real man to figure out what the real issue is but i'm pretty sure that doesn't make you a real man although i i understand the feeling because years ago i was like i'm gonna learn how to do a lot of this stuff so I don't feel so goddamn fucking insignificant I'm pretty, anymore. I know it's my brakes. I know it's my passenger side. I'm pretty sure one of the pistons on my calipers ceased and it just won't move. So it's just burning. Oh, damn. I actually, like, less than a year ago had one shear off of my car. Oh, like, nice. while I was driving, I went to hit the brakes and all of a sudden my car just didn't fucking stop. <laughs> and uh yeah that was pretty scary it's expensive to repair if that happens but like if... but to uh bring it back to last show real quick yeah we because i'm half a man we had to ask one of the online mechanics like what the fucking deal was just was his name kyle right, right when I, his name was kyle <laughs> I told my mom to just text back more pig question mark. <laughs> she was like, no, we need his help. That's amazing. I'm fucking, how you feeling today? How we feeling? Hello? Hello? Hello. You, you went away for a minute. How are we feeling today? How you feeling? You feeling good? Fan-fucking-tastic. That makes one of us. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm so, yeah, that was me the rest of the, like the last couple of days. Today, I'm I'm, I'm so fucking tired, man. I mean, it's my own fault. Like last night at four in the morning, I was just surfing the internet, looking for clothes as you do. Doing a little surfing. Yeah, just looking for clothes, you know, as you do. And I found this jacket. Someone posted a picture of this jacket, and it's fucking amazing. It's like the coolest jacket, and I can't find it anywhere because the picture someone posted is like 10 years old. And I just, so I literally spent three hours looking for like even a used one. Someone was selling on like eBay or Etsy or something. Nothing. I will find this jacket. I recently did this with a pair of sunglasses and I found them. Did you find them? I found them. It took me like three months, but I found them eventually. Your confidence is riding high. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. Let's not jump the gun. (laughs) 
for that specific situation. You're excited about the potential of having this jacket soon. Yeah, but I did find... So I wake up today and I'm like exhausted. It did cost you a couple hours of sleep, though. Yeah, I wake up today and I'm exhausted. And my job is particularly frustrating if you're exhausted because you just have to deal with fucking angry people all day. So like you get... I don't know, you just get angrier. But I found a show that just kept me so calm. Have you ever watched Top Gear? Haven't we talked about this? Don't you like Top Gear? Yeah. Have you ever watched it before, though? No. Okay. There's a guy. Do you know who Jeremy Clarkson is? No. He's like the main guy on Top Gear, and he just released a show where, like, during COVID, he was like, I live on a farm, and I'm going to turn it into a working farm. So it's basically just him, like, trying to figure out how to make a farm work and just fucking up every step of the way. And it really got me through the day today. So just want to throw that out there as a recommendation. It's pretty um, it's pretty relaxing and hilarious. It's called Clarkson's Farm. It's really stupid. Oh, here comes a fart. Did you, did you hear that? No, I didn't. Good, good. <laughs> All right. So basically uh, what I'm really trying to get to here, man, is, uh, yeah, it's going to be a struggle for me. This entire episode, but uh, we, as we are known to do, we'll soldier on. Push through. Soldier on. Push through. So what's first on the docket? So we got an oof of the week. Right. As we always do. Right. We also have a rip of the week, but we'll get to after. But Bertie, you ever been to a pube party? <laughs> no. <laughs> what the fuck Thursday. is a pube party? Last Thursday, Steve-O met up with Harry Dude so that they could shave their pubes and give them to the Jackass star. Steve-O revealed his intentions in a video where he explained he was going to make his very own Sasquatch suit out of the pubic hairs, but he didn't have enough on his own. He's been saving his own over the past year, so he realized he needed to recruit the help of others. <laughs> the Therefore, fuck? hosting a pube party. Dude... Listen, Jackass is hilarious, and it's brought me many hours of joy in dark times, but those motherfuckers are on some weird shit constantly. Evo's sober now. He's doing this shit sober. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like the drugs are not really what caused this problem. I've, and not that it's a problem. <laughs> He's living his life however he wants to. But, like, remember when dude chugged a beer with his asshole? Yeah. I mean, chugs. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, dudes, they're, those dudes are on some weird shit, bro. I don't mean to kink shame or anything, but like, that's some weird shit, bro. A pube party. I'm going to a weed party on July 1st. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, it's going to be legal here right. as of July 1st. So, uh, yeah, somebody's still in this, like, massive party, and it's going to be a bunch of vendors there and everything. So that's going to be lit. It's it's invite only. So, like, you got that's, yeah, that's, that's how cool I am, dude. Invite uh, only, like VIP, like VIP. You yeah, gotta wear your hoodie even if it's event. like ninety five degrees. <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody's gonna ask you about it if it's ninety five degrees. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, then they're I'm gonna be like, oh, it's a it's a podcast. You should check it out. They'd be like, I don't know, man. You're wearing that in ninety five degree weather. They must be some fucking psychopaths, some serial <laughs> killers. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, and then you just go. It's me. It's my show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, how to, how to be friends. a creeper one hundred and one right there. That's making friends with Bertle B. Macklin. Yeah, or how to lose friends and alienate people. I think is the name of the book. Um, so a pew party. <laughs> 
Yeah. How not does that a, work? Not as, not as cool as a weed party. How does it work? Do they all just, like, sit there with their dicks out, shaving? I assume they probably just hung out, talked, shot the shit, shaved their pubes, gave them to Steve-O, and do took they, off. Do they, like, hire, like, do they make it an event and, like, hire someone to shave the pubes? Like, I don't understand. Like, that's not a... I, I don't know, but I'd like to hope... I'd like to think that uh, Steve-O just did it himself. Yeah, I hope he filmed it. He filmed everything else. He filmed himself chugging a beer with his asshole. He definitely filmed it. Yeah, come on. Let me see that footage. No, I don't there's, know. There's no way he's not meet and greeting these people that are just <laughs> willing to give them, give him his pubes. I thought give for a second you were gonna. I thought for a second you were gonna say like, oh, he's donating it to like some charity or something. I was like, who the fuck needs pubes? No, just a personal Sasquatch suit. Jesus. Well, I mean, I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. So what's this rip, man? What's going on? Hit me with some sad oh, news. Okay. Balance me Super back sad out. News. Balance me back All out. Right. Butch oh, forgive me if I butcher the name. Ziana Chana, head of the world's largest family, man with thirty nine wives, ninety four children, Holy and thirty three grandchildren. Shit. Has has passed on. Good Lord, is that a Guinness World Record? Yes, it is. I was choking on my sadness. Break that shit, David Rush. Yeah, fuck you, David Rush. Break that record. You better get to fucking right now. You only got so much time on this earth. You better get to fucking. <laughs> 39 wives. Yeah, friends and people in the village he lived in said he liked to have seven to eight women by his side at all times and they i mean all lived in the same roof his entire family what the fuck yeah was a how big is that house hundred rooms how do you afford that is everyone working no they basically just became a tourist attraction oh that's weird yeah. i mean i don't need to shit on this guy he just died i'm not gonna shit on him but it sounds, it sounds like he's one of those, got like, fucking 39 wives, Bertie. He's weird. Yeah, fair enough. He sound, I'd imagine his life is like um, one of those like rams or like a bull, you know, just comes in and just fucking all day. That's like all he's doing <laughs> is just fucking all day and like impregnating people and then moving on. And you can't like the sex can't be like fun. It's like a racehorse after he retires. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the sex can't be fun either because you know, you only got so much time in a day. So like, you got to make it quick. You can't be like taking your time and enjoying that shit. Like two minutes, boom, done on to the next one. Boom. On to the next one. We've, we've thrown around the term champion sport fucker before, but I don't think anybody embodies it more (laughs) than this man. Yeah. But see, to me, champion sport fucker is more about the quality of the sex, not the quantity of the sex. Okay. Well, we need to come up with some sort of title for that. Um, what do you want to call it glorifies the quantity yeah i mean that's an interesting question right because like a champion in any other sport like you know is the best is it's not the scores most. the most right well or if it's like fucking ufc they're the best right right i mean it's and, true because may not have the most fun look at Connor mcdavid he puts up huge numbers every year but he doesn't win the championship so maybe yeah. it's not about quantity it is about quality so i think the term still stands Still stands. Def- defense rests. R.I.P. to a man that claims to have married uh, ten women, ten women in one year. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, wow. What a number. Ninety-four kids. Ninety-four. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. I don't even want one. This motherfucker had almost a hundred. Jesus Christ. I don't even know. He must not know all their names. No, there's no way. My mom has three and she can't remember my name some fucking times. Yeah, there's no way he even remembers all the wives' names. He's just like, ah, you, over here. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't even know how we're supposed to do the show now. I feel like that's just the show. That's it. I think we can get out for the day. 12 minutes. We'll make it up to you later in the week. (laughs) And we're back on Friday. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I bet when you read that, you were like gold mine. Yeah, pretty much. That's amazing. Well, I actually saw it on an Instagram page called Hoodville that is just super misogynistic. <laughs> and he, it was just like RIP to an idol. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So I think best plan of attack here is we'll start with some baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. All right. Yeah. Y- yeah. 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 I don't know because I'm stupid. Fucking Netflix should sponsor us the amount of fucking like advertising we do for them on a daily basis. Yeah, dude, for real. <laughs> Guys want to just throw checks around to fucking random ass actors. How about us? Yeah, cool, come man. on, man. We don't we'll, need much. We'll do a visual podcast. We'll release an episode every week on Netflix. I will fucking murder that ad read every week. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. It'll be phenomenal. I feel like we'd be great at ad reading. All right. Baseball. What's going on, G? So we got a little update to the foreign substance uh, saga. Saga. All right, what's saga. going on? <laughs> Ripping kind pens. Tell me about the saga. Tie <laughs> tie. Um. So if a player is caught with foreign substances, it will be a fine and ten game suspension. Woo! Mandatory on the spot. No questions asked. Damn, son. Yeah. Damn, so, son. Uh, probably going to start seeing some suspensions. <laughs> yeah, a couple of players in particular, but I'm not going <laughs> to name names. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> oh, they, uh, shit. Basically, pitchers will be checked before or in between innings now. Mandatory. Whenever they're pitching, they're going to be checked in between innings for any substances. Players are not going to be allowed to wear sunscreen. They're pitching. What? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of fucked up. I think it's just spray on, though. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, like, motherfuckers are going to get skin cancer all for the integrity of the sport. I'm pretty sure it's just spray on. Okay, all right, that's fair. That's fucking fair. I can't find the article that I was reading earlier in the week now because I didn't prepare it well enough, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, whatever. People don't come here expecting to prepare. I mean, no, they, they came here for the icon we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's, that's all they're here for is to hear us talk about other people fucking. Yeah, and pub yeah. parties. And pub parties, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't do you think do you think that uh this would have happened if it wasn't for uh certain players' comments? I feel like that's kind of antagonistic. You know what I'm saying? I think it was basic like they've been cracking down on it. The MLB warned them not to do it, and certain players were spitting straight in their face. That's what I'm saying. Like and there's a little like, bit of antagonizing right. going on. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that will, uh, hopefully that will end the, like. You can do it. No, I can't. (laughs) Starting off on a great note tonight. Oh, shit. Let's get this fucking bread. We're all about the bread. Hell yeah. What's your favorite kind of bread? Wheat, but I was going to go, what? (laughs) (laughs) I like rye bread a lot. Rye bread. You a rye guy? Sourdough. All bread. All bread is pretty fucking delicious. Have you ever had that Dave's bread? The like whole wheat Dave's bread? I think it's called Dave's Awesome Bread or something like that. Look for that shit. No. Oh my! Can mail, oh you want to mail me some? Yeah, I'll mail you some bread. Can you do that? Birdie, I, I feel like they're gonna be like, "No, you absolutely can't mail this." Birdie, I looked into mailing you um, <laughs> one of the like the mail shits. <laughs> I was gonna uh. just mail it completely anonymous. Hopefully, like, have you just bring it up on the show? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, dude, by the way, that somebody crazy. mailed me a box of shit. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's crazy. And then the end of the episode, I'm like, pretty by the way, that was, that me. was me. Yeah, but done let that. me tell you, was not worth eighty dollars. Jesus Christ, eighty. Well, you probably have to have it in some crazy packaging. Probably, but either way, eighty dollars for somebody to shit in a box and mail it to you. I'm good. That's ridiculous. How about I shit in a box and mail it to you for free? Right? Some people are making money in the most ridiculous ways nowadays. The craziest ways. Really, dude. I'm just jealous that I haven't thought of it. That's what it really comes from. But yeah. either Have way. Have we talked about getmeoff.com on here? No. You've never heard of getmeoff.com? No, I'm going to Google it right now. Oh, you won't find it. Oh. It's a business idea. Oh. What is this? It's not what it sounds like. Okay, tell me. I googled it and it sent me to talktome.com, which was a sex line. Talktome.com. Yep. And I'm looking through it right now. <laughs> and it doesn't look People are going to love it. it no, getmeoff.com is a business idea I have for uh, online defense attorneys. It's like a uh, step above. Right, like they have that website for um like therapists and stuff where you can find a therapist. Yeah. It's like a step above a court, a court appointed attorney. Interesting. It's not a bad, not a bad move. No. And then there's pube tube, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and the logo is just the YouTube logo, but furry. That's pretty good. You should approach YouTube with that idea. I'm sure they'll be more than thrilled to get involved. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'd love it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll just back you immediately. Be like, here's 15 million. That or they send me a cease and desist immediately. More likely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. shit. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me some coke. All right, what else do we have in baseball here, bro? Hit up my boy, Meech. He's got you. Yeah, he's definitely got it. Fucking (laughs) mad weight. That dude's carrying mad weight all the time. Disclaimer, me, just not a drug dealer. <laughs> Wander Franco, number one prospect in baseball, being called up by the Tampa Bay Rays. Shortstop, five-tool athlete, 
hopefully it works out for them. Even though they're a division rival, I like seeing new stars come up. Yeah, absolutely. Good for the game. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And his first name's Wander. Yeah, what a fucking name. Yeah. That's amazing. Baseball's really carrying the torch right now for names, dude. They're killing it. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. And like we just talked about the Pirates guy last week, Cabrian Hayes. Yeah, come on. Come on. We need more that names guy, like that. You could put that guy in any era and he'd be a sports star. Yeah, absolutely. With a name like Wander, he's got a lot of potential to live up to. Hopefully he's not just wandering around in obscurity. hey Nice. I love it. I'm here for it. Oscar Wilde, where you at? Uh, dead and in the ground. Also, he's he was like a, a pedophile. I'm pretty sure. Oh, tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure he glad, was. Glad don't, you're dead, dickhead. Don't quote me on that. That could have been another writer, but I'm pretty sure it was Oscar Wilde. All right. Well, either we're speaking ill of the dead, or we're putting somebody in their place. Yeah. Either which way, it's really a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong here. Nope. He's dead. Not all heroes wear capes, Bertie. <laughs> I don't see a cape on me or you right now. Um, so I mentioned Cabrian Hayes a minute ago. You did? What's going on? We mentioned him missing base. We had uh Marlins Cardinals game. Two players missed home plate in the same game. Jesus Christ, what the fuck's going on? It's an epidemic. At this point, it's a goddamn epidemic. At this point, it's an epidemic. Might need to cancel sports and shut down countries. Yeah, we need some protocols here. Got to call in the CDC. Start wearing masks. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Get it together. Um, The Marlins did it first. Adam Duvall was coming to the plate. Uh, Yadier Molina. Did not get the ball cleanly. Adam Duvall tried to get his hand in on the slide. Did not. Uh, Adam Wainwright was the pitcher. He was behind and saw the whole thing and was like yelling at Yadier Molina to go and tag Duvall. He did. Got him out. And then a couple innings later, the exact same shit happened to the Cardinals. (laughs) Just blunder city. Speaking of shitty baseball, I want to make a bet with you right now birdie we can figure out the stipulation at a later date but i want to make the picks right now okay what's the bet i want to pick which teams are going to have or which team is going to have the worst record in the mlb when it's said and done i have the five worst records here for you right now pittsburgh's got to be in there right pittsburgh is in there yeah because they're like three something last time i saw Tigers and Twins have 29 wins apiece. The Rangers have 25. The Pirates have 25. Orioles have 23. And the D-backs have 20. I was going to say, yeah, the D-backs are like way down there. Way down. Yeah. They've only got 20. Colorado is also in that, that division. They have 29 as well. They're also tied with the Tigers and Twins. They're just in the NL and not the AL. Well, I mean, like, at this point, it's it's hard not to pick the D-backs because they just keep digging the hole deeper, like, as the days go by. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, exactly. they're like... And the further they go down, it's like, what, they're, why would they even try? So they've had to have lost, like, what, like, 50-some games? 20 and 52. They're there you the go. first team to 50 losses. Yeah. There you go. I mean... 
That's who that's you, your pick. So are all right. Are we going to exclude them? Because that's easy. Or do we want to just? Are you going to make? Because one of us is at that point going to have to make a bold pick. I feel like. Um. We can either take them out, or you can pick them, and I'll just go for a dark horse. I kind of want to pick Baltimore. That was who I was going to pick. Back <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, how about I'll let you have the Diamondbacks and I'll pick Baltimore. Sounds good to me, Chief. All right, there we go. Done deal. Well, we gotta figure out a bet. I still need your fucking you do Capitals bet to follow through. You're so right. When you sent me that the other night, I was like, "Oh, I haven't done that yet." No, you haven't. And like things are open again. Yeah, things have just started to open again. So, how, hey, uh, how about not, that weed party that's coming up? I'm not wearing it to that weed party. <laughs> there, there might actually be a prospective partner there for me. I'm not wearing that to the weed party. I, I'll, how about What's I'm going, name? nice, I'm going to a show here in a few weeks. How about I'll wear it to the show? What kind of show? Uh, a concert. Like a, it, okay. I don't know. It's like a, they're kind of a metal band almost. I'll, okay. I'll wear it to that. Fair enough. And then I'll, I'll get somebody to take a picture of me in front of the venue wearing the shirt. Before and after. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm just going to take it off in between. I know. <laughs> you're pussy. I'm not. I won't. I'll wear it the whole show. I don't think show. you're going to run into that many Capitals fans. Oh, I will. You think? Oh, I will. All right. Oh, yeah. I will. I believe you. I believe you. You're in Caps country. They're everywhere. You're the one that's, the one that's everywhere here. Should we? All right. Hold on. Question. Going back to the bet. Going back to the bet. Should back we, to the sh- bet. Should we pick one in the NL oh, and the AL? Comes back to the bet. Nice. Should we pick one in the NL and the AL? We could do it that way. Yeah. So you got the Orioles AL. I got the D-backs NL. Mm-hmm. So NL, I'll take Pittsburgh. I'll take the Rangers. Okay. Good call. All right. Good call. All right. All right. All right. Great podcasting there. Fantastic podcasting. Um, so do we want to talk about some hockey? I don't really think there's any other baseball news to talk about, is there? No, sir. Let's get into some puck. Okay. All right. Let's fucking do it. So Tampa's beating the Islanders in the series three to two right now. And Vegas and the Canadians are tied. I really don't have much else to say about that. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just going to be real, man. Like at this point, like I just don't give a fuck. The only thing I want is for Tampa Bay to lose. That's like it for me. They had one of the most lopsided playoff wins I've ever seen the other day. Yesterday. Yeah, man. Was it today? It was uh, today, actually. Yeah, it was today. The 40 goal, forty shots to 21 man. shots was the stat I saw earlier today. Eight um, to nothing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We had a couple games against the Islanders where we had 40 shots to their 20. You did, yeah. And we did not win eight nothing. No. And... You know, that's like we were talking about last week is I really do believe that the Bruins Islanders series 
don't get me wrong. The Islanders played that series really well and they made it difficult for you. But Varlamov stood on his head. That's just what happened. And they walked away with the series. What's interesting to me, really, I guess we are going to talk about this a little bit, but I do have something I want to talk to you about that I think is more, um, I don't know, more fun to talk about. Um, The Montreal-Vegas series, I am, I guess, surprised is the word. Montreal's hanging in. And it's kind of nutty because on paper they should be getting stomped. You know, they should be getting destroyed. I told one of my buddies the other day, he was like, the Can- Canadians are going to stomp the Knights. I was like, there's absolutely no chance. And now they're they're hanging in way better than I thought they would. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone, I think everyone who follows hockey would think the same thing because as much as teams might not want to admit this, Vegas has Mark Stone, and he's one of the best players in hockey, the arguably Stona. the best Arguably the best player in hockey right now. Maybe not from a talent perspective, but like overall across the board. Like maybe not a goal scorer's percentage, but across the board, he's probably the best right now, at least right now in this very brief window in time. So they should, just on that alone, honestly, and Flurry, they should be stomping. But as we discussed last week, Flurry can be kind of streaky. I mean, I've seen before, you know, five or six years ago. Penguins were up on the Rangers three games to none. Rangers won four straight. Flurry lost four games straight. Yeah, and Flurry's starting to streak the wrong way while Carey Price has been streaking the right way. Right, and which also leads me to a thing of like, dude, if the fucking if Carey Price gets his fucking name on a Stanley Cup, I'm gonna uh, vomit. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna vomit. vomit. I'm gonna vomit. And I, I just don't understand why people like that guy. Uh, we're not uh, okay. Whatever. Fuck the Canadians and fuck Carey Price. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Although also, I, I saw a ton of people hating on your boy Kucherov on Twitter. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm tell. Okay, here's the thing. Are are the Lightning technically breaking any rules? No. But here's the interesting part. If they didn't pull the moves they pulled today or this year, do you know how much they'd be over the salary cap? Fourteen million dollars. <laughs> I saw somebody post the other day and I almost took a picture of it and I'm regretting it even more now that I've literally, it must've been your burner account because it was literally everything you say about the life. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bullshit, man. It's essentially like if, if the nets and we'll get to the nets later, but if the, like my buddy said this last night, we were talking um, while we were playing apex and he was like, it's essentially if the nets, had like Curry and I can't remember who else he named. He was like, and then they put them on long time IR and then brought them back in the playoffs with everyone else they have right now. That's essentially <laughs> what the Lightning have done. Yeah. And if there's not a rule change next year, oh boy, that's a fucking problem. And other people would be able to follow suit with it next year if there is no rule change. Right, right. Which, you know, I don't and know. Teams like that are over the cap can just do the same fucking shit they did. Right, exactly. It's it's just like at that point, why even have the cap, you know? Yeah. It's just it's so stupid. It's a whole rabbit hole we could go down. But what I really want to talk to you about, because um, I think it's an interesting question, and seeing as how, as much as we might try not for, for this not to be a Boston-based podcast, it basically is. So I think it's time to ask the question: as a non-Bruins fan, as a semi-Bruins fan, is it time for them to blow it up? No. You don't think so? I think it's no. if it's not time yet, it's getting fucking close, bro. 
Yeah, it's close. Because, I mean, they do this all the time. I've heard you say it, and I, I know they do. They they never quite get there. So no, something's no. not working. It's Something's not working. And I, I don't know, man. I feel like sooner or later, you've got to make a move. And those guys, you know, your top line's getting old. So... Everyone but Pasternak. Yeah, so I feel like r- my personal opinion is right now you could probably, if you sold the, you know a lot of those guys off, you could recoup a shitload of assets for those guys. You could get a lot of picks and probably some very good players for quite a few of the players on that team. I think you should keep the young guys. I think you got to keep McAvoy, you know, and all those guys. But like, I don't know, man. I just. I understand people want certain players to, you know, finish with your team and all that, but I would honestly rather them trade the players away and my team stay competitive than go through, you know, that three, four year period where you're having to uh, you, start would, a rebuild before you even really start rebuilding. You know what I'm talking about? Cause you got to like, too, but there's, assets. I would too, but there are certain people you need to keep like who like Brad, like Bergeron mainly out of that old yeah i think like, to me that's like, like the only one really yeah i that's like I, him maybe brad but mainly bergeron yeah see i think you could you could get i a think lot i even brad. think you could get i think that's more likely than them getting rid of bergeron and if like they were blowing it up i'd understand it it would suck i don't think it's gonna happen yet i think they're probably gonna try it another yeah, yeah. I don't Two think it's gonna happen to yet. Three either. years tops. I just probably, think yeah, like three it, years. Tops it might be time. Is is what I'm saying. It might be time. Like if not this year, like if it doesn't happen next year, it's definitely time, bro. But what about their coach? Depending on how bad next year goes. Yeah. yeah right. What about their coach? What's his name? Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. How far into his contract um, is he? he, he 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 was hired mid season when we fired Claude Julian, and then he got the actual contract that in that off season. So that was what twenty seventeen, probably twenty eighteen, maybe. Yeah, somewhere in there. So he's a few years into the contract. I mean, how do you feel about him as a coach? On September eleventh, two thousand nineteen, signed a multi year contract extension as coach of the Boston Bruins with about three million per year. Uh, it just says multi year. Cause it's, I don't know, man, it's really hard. Like, I feel like if you watch the team play, they do play well. So I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I don't either. I think he's getting heat right now because of the comments. And then we got fucking blown out the last game. Yeah. I think he was Uh, right though. I think he was right. I I think he was right too. Yeah. And I think that last game kind of indicated him that, that, Paul Mary play in my eyes was like, yeah, he's right. I mean, what more do you need to see? Right. I have no problem running it back next year. I hope that like the rumors that Taylor Hall wants to come back on a cheap deal. So yeah, I don't see why he he normally would get. So hopefully we can get Taylor Hall back, keep that second line, you know, filled with depth and scoring and hopefully add another piece or two and take another run at it. I think we definitely need a top four defenseman in the off season. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you got to shore up the defense just a little bit. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think 
there were moments in that Islander series I think where if it was you like, that's in, not a good look. Like, if McAvoy's if, gone, like, it seems like the defense struggles. That's what I'm saying. I think if yeah. you could plug in another top four defenseman and slide somebody down and then get rid of somebody, I think it would be better. Yeah, that's that's not bad. A better core there in the defensive pairings. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. I also think, you know, just thinking about it, if you were going to rebuild, I don't know if you have a star young player that you can kind of build around. I don't know what your farm system looks like. I haven't really looked at it. So I don't know how your Ford prospects are, but you know, Taylor Hall is clearly not a guy you want to build a franchise around. He's more of like a second line. Posternock's kind of only 25. That's, that's true. That's true. You do have Posternock. So you could, I always forget about him and he's such a monster. Yeah. But you could, yeah. uh, he's just like he's not, 25. he's, he's one of those players that like, he's sneaky good. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I mean, he's a star, but I'm just saying he doesn't like draw attention to himself when he's playing on the ice. Like he's very, that's why I think they can still compete a little bit. Cause they still have, yeah, like, they got a good mix build around on offense and a young person to build around on defense with, um, Pasternak and McAvoy. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, yeah still have all the pieces around them right now you could still make a run for a couple of years and then you have people to build around no that's especially that's, if you that's draft definitely well, a good point yeah especially if you draft well in the next couple of years and get a couple of steals and like the mid rounds that could be contributors in the next couple of years when you do blow it up yeah yeah and and you know depending on what happens with the expansion draft because an expansion draft kind of like allows you to make all sorts of weird you know three tr- team deals and shit so yeah We'll see what happens there, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fair point. I just think like it's going to be pretty soon here. I think you don't necessarily have to blow it up, but you're going to have to move on from some key players. If you, you. you want to stay relevant, like that's going to have to happen eventually. I hear you. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I don't really have uh, anything else to, uh, to, oh, well, the Rangers hired Gerard Gallant. <clears throat> yeah. I think I just died you, you, a little bit. Got your coach. We did Birdie? get our coach. Flowers? Uh, I'm oh. all right. I'm all right. I think I'm going to pull through. All right. I uh, I feel, I don't know. You know, Meech texted us in the chat and was like, hey, like, how about that? That's an interesting hire. And the, it would be if you weren't in the Rangers, you know, circle or whatever you want to call it. But that was the fav- that was the favorite. You know, it was between him, Rick Tockett, and um, fuck, I can't remember who the third person was, and Rob Brindamore. But we all knew Brindamore wasn't leaving Carolina, so that wasn't going to happen. Um, the there was a second, rocket. yeah, I was, I did not want that to happen. There was a, there was a second where everyone thought, um, what's his name from Pittsburgh might be available, Mike Sullivan, is that his name? Um, and Sounds familiar. That didn't happen, so he's not available. Gallant's the best call. At first, I was like. I don't know about this because he's got a reputation for being kind of um, difficult when it comes to his relationship with the front office. So that always kind of makes you a little bit nervous, but from everything that I've read recently, he's really strong X's and O's guy, um, or at least like not X's and O's, but like um, in game coaching, he's good at that. So that's a step up because David Quinn was horrendous at that. He was good at developing players, but terrible at that. So hopefully that uh, will help. And apparently players really like to play for him. So I'm feeling a little bit better about it, but it's, I don't know, given everything that's happened in the last three months with the Rangers, it's, it's a very nerve wracking time. 
It's like the potential is there, but you know, this kind of, I was very confident about next season before the last week of the season. And now I'm just like, who fucking knows what's going to happen? Cause if they tear this roster up, we're in trouble, but, uh, We'll the see what happens. The Terran. Yeah, the and, the Terran. and there's the Jack Eichel news. You know, who fucking knows what's going to happen now because the Kings are supposedly interested. Even though they say they're not, that's just using the media as a negotiation tool. Um, and it's, you know, I could, if I'm Jack Eichel, I could be like, fucking A. I'll go to fucking L.A. You know yeah, what I right, mean? Right. So, so it's like, oh, fuck. You know, I, I really hope we get Jack Eichel because if not, there's there's no other star player to get that's worth it in my opinion. There just isn't. So that would be that instant impact for you guys. There isn't. Which is like all we need. That's all right. we need is a star center. It, like there's no point in going and getting another depth center because we've got three of those already. It's it's not addressing the problem. So I really hope the Jack Eichel thing works out, and that should actually be in the next few days because if they want to or the next couple weeks because if they want to maximize his trade value they have to do it before the draft because if he needs surgery and it's going to take what it's between i think four and 12 weeks for the rehab surgery so 12 to be safe that's three months and they want him ready to go by opening night whoever you're trading him to so if you want to maximize his trade value you got to get it done quick soon yeah so we should be hearing back on that pretty soon which we will address when it happens. But other than that, I, I really don't have any um we shall, we shall. any hockey stuff. So if you want to um, move on to the basketball, we could do that because I'm pretty sure that's probably the thing we have the most to talk about this uh, this week. Yeah, I've got a ton of basketball this week. All right, let's get it, son. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we'll start with the playoffs. A couple other things we'll get to after that. But we'll go through the second round here. So the Suns swept the Nuggets. Number one seed Nuggets went down. Uh, Jokic got ejected in the final game that was going on when we recorded last time. Like right after we got off recording, Jokic got ejected. And the Suns were able to lock up that for the sweep. Suns in four guys, an icon. Yeah, right? Living on forever. <laughs> that guy better be at the front of their parade. Something. He needs something. Yeah. I know Devin Booker sent him a signed jersey. It said Suns in four. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw something. I don't remember. I don't remember. Whatever. Move on. Yeah, he better be at the front of the fucking parade. <laughs> better be, bro. He deserves it. Yeah, he does. Uh, more Suns news here. Chris Paul has COVID. Oh, no. Tough stuff for them. He was out game one. Um, could be out game two as well, but they were able to still get the win in game one behind Devin Booker. Um, went off in the third quarter. He picked up his first career triple-double with a 40-point, 13-rebound, 11-assist night on more than 50% from the field. Picked up game one over the Clippers. The Clippers got there by beating the Jazz. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, got absolutely exposed on defense. The Clippers had no big man. They had no starting center. They played small ball, basically forcing the Jazz not to cover one person. Right. In game six, that was Terrence Mann because Kawhi Leonard was out. Terrence Mann is not that great of an offensive player. He's like a serviceable shooter, but 
not much else than that. Right. Career high, 30, 35 points, a ton of threes. Basically, Gobert was just a liability on the floor for the Jazz the entire last couple games, which is not common for a defensive player of the year. Right. Yeah. So I think the Jazz have a couple question marks because if you have a max contract guy that's being a detriment on the floor in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's a fucking tough situation to be in. Yes, it is. And we're going to get to that right now, too, with the fucking 76ers. What's going so, on in Sixers land? Sixers are out. They lost game seven against the Hawks last night. Uh, Sixers had a 26-point lead entering the fourth quarter in game six or five. I think five. Mm-hmm. Blew that. Next night, blew another double-digit lead. Embiid was docked $35,000 for escalating an on-court escalation. Uh, on court altercation between Philly and Atlanta in game six. The Hawks, like I said, beat the Sixers in game seven. Ben Simmons, two minutes to go, had a chance to tie the game, had a wide open dunk attempt, and just passed it up. <laughs> went to the corner. Another guy went up for the layup. Matisse Tybull got uh, fouled, went to the line, split the free throws. Hawks did not look back from there. Mm. And uh, bead, you can see in the clip as soon as Simmons passes the ball, his like shoulders drop and his hands go up. Like, what are you doing? And then the uh, guy got <laughs> fouled, and you see him just like his, he was pissed. Yeah, rightfully visibly so. frustrated. So here's some stats for you Hit about me. Simmons and the series and in the playoffs in general. Uh, Simmons had the worst postseason free throw percentage of all time. in the postseason his free throw percentage has dropped in every series he's played in over the span of his career in the playoffs and in 56 fourth quarter minutes over the seven game series he shot the ball only three times it just got worse as you kept going (laughs) (laughs) oh that's bad max contract player Oh, it just gets worse. It's not a super max, but it was a max contract for him at the time. So he's owed like $35 million next year. And again, if you're paying a guy that much to be a fucking detriment. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, that's. And the 76ers have had like the process. They've been on the verge for years and years and years. They keep going to the playoffs the last couple of years and they keep fucking losing. Right. And part of it is because of Ben Simmons. He's great on defense because he's a six foot ten guard and he's athletic, but he can't play offense to save his life. Right. And I mean, you know, as we've discussed, when you have wide open shots like that, yeah, you have to take them. You you have to take them. There's just there's nothing else you can say. You have to take them, especially if you're gonna be paid like a star player. Right. And it it goes back to you you can't shoot three times in the fucking fourth quarter right and seven game series and right and and as i've said on the show before like i don't know basketball very much like at all um at least right. now I, I i you know if this was 25 years ago i would have been able to hold my own but um it, it goes back to something i think that's true in, in pretty much every sport you know contract management is important 
Yeah. It's, yes, it is. It's really important. It doesn't seem like it's important sometimes, but like, I mean, in hindsight, it's 2020. You can always look back and be like, well, that was a bad move. You know, sometimes at the time, it looks like a good move. But this is a I mean, perfect is example always, of why it's important, you know? This has always been an issue with Simmons if he was going to be able to be, like, right a scorer at the next level. I mean, it's... Everyone said it would come along, and it's not coming along. Right, and he's it's... Elite, and like I said, elite defender, but again, he's a six foot ten guard. He's exactly. He's athletic, and he can't... You can't fucking score. Yeah, like it's one thing if if you're, you know, paying even I don't know. Let's just say for conversation's sake, like half that for somebody who's an elite defender but not great on offense. But when you start to put up those numbers, it's like you got to be, you got to be putting up those points. And dude, you said three times in seven games in fifty six fourth quarter. Nah, nah, that's you're playing eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Per game in that series, and you're shooting three times. Yeah, that's that's unacceptable. That's whole. I don't even know what you say. Like there, you can't. Are there people trying to defend that right now? No. Good. Philly's pissed. Good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Philly is uh, known to, and especially they pissed. need something to blame the loss on too. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fucking a. Big oof. Big oof. Yeah. Not uh Not great. No, it is not. <laughs> not great, how they say. Uh, Bucks Nets last series here to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about it. I watched the game. Did you? I did. So I did not watch highlights the next day, but went to game seven. Um, I fully believe the Nets would have won the series if they were healthy. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you 100%. You could tell. Um, and I was actually like kind of at, uh, let's call it a, a gathering, not necessarily a party. So I was watching the game, but kind of passively and, you know, for the, the, the whole last quarter, they were like a point ahead at one, you know, and then towards the end of the quarter, obviously they're not. And Durant sinks that, that last shot. And you could see on his face, he was pissed off because he knew he was, you know, a couple centimeters from it being the game winner, you know? So that was tough. Cause when I saw it like live, I was like, Oh shit, he just sank a three. And I was like, that motherfucker just won the game, but then it wasn't a three. And then they lost in the OT man. It's tough as yep. a bitch. I, I honestly yep. was like, what KD the fuck? put that team on his back. He, was he really did. So fucking hard, man. He really did. I mean, it was like, you know, the past couple of games, it's been like God level play. Yeah. If you look at the points really he's was. putting up, it's <laughs> it really fucking was. ridiculous. And like damn near triple doubles every night. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's crazy as shit. What's his contract with them? Do you know? I think it was two and one. Okay. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Cause I, I've, I was kind of wondering He's got to be a little pissed off. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know what um, I mean? I, like, because he was there doing it. Harden, you can't really blame it on because he was still, like, out there playing. And he was still dropping 25 on one leg. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not going to blame it on Harden at all. Right. Even though but, I, I want to, I'm not going to. Right. But essentially, I think, like I said, 
if they were healthy, they would have won the series. Yeah, they would have walked away with it for sure. This offseason, they're still going to bring back Kyrie Harden and Durant. If you re-sign Blake Griffin and Jeff Green on sweetheart deals to ring chase, maybe bring in another depth piece or two, possibly make a trade. You can take a crack at it next year. Hopefully everybody stays healthy, and I think it will go a little bit better. It's pretty much a guarantee that they're going to go to the playoffs, barring any major catastrophe with the roster right. that they currently have. Right. So uh, why not just try to run it back? What you Run it back, add what you can, change what didn't work. You're probably going to lose maybe a piece or two yeah but you can fill that in if you can keep that core together though you'll be in good shape you're like i said you have that core no matter what next year yeah so and that's pretty much going to guarantee you a playoff spot and you can go from there yeah so it's just kind of uh building around that to try and strengthen up the team as much as possible yeah i think a depth piece is is you're right on that yeah yeah yep yep but yeah so we've got Bucks, Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and Suns, Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Suns lead the Clippers one nothing. Bucks, Hawks start tomorrow, I believe. How do you who, who do you think is going to walk away with that one? Any inklings um, one way or another? I think the Bucks are going to win. Okay. That series, mainly because I don't think Atlanta really has somebody for Giannis. Right. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like the Hawks are an NBA championship team. Yeah. The Suns, I've been high on all year. I called them my sleeper team before the season started, and they're here now. Western Conference Finals, I'm fucking riding with the Suns. I think they're going to win the whole thing. Right. Yeah, that's funny. They went through LeBron. They beat the number one seed in the Western Conference. If they can get through the Clippers, I think they're going to beat the East. That's funny. Actually, thinking about it now, we've we've actually made some pretty good calls this year because at the beginning of uh, like the first week of the NHL, you and I both said that Montreal could potentially be you know in the playoffs. And now look at them. Yeah, and we both knew that vegas was gonna be there still. yeah yeah every, i mean i feel like that wasn't a, a crazy was, call yeah. everyone knew that was gonna happen we knew tampa and vegas were pretty much a lock agreed but montreal just looked scrappy from the get-go i mean there were times where i lost faith but <laughs> scrappy little bastards they they were man like scrappy from the get-go so i'm i can't say i'm surprised they're here but i am surprised they're holding so well against the knights um mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier uh, any other basketball stuff you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, just a couple things. Kemba Walker Celtics traded him to the thunder for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a draft pick. We also gave up our number 16 pick in the trade. What's the pick that you got back? I believe it's next year's first one. I mean, LKC has like 45. Right. Right. Two years. Okay. I mean, if it's but a first rounder, I mean, that's, it's a first that's good, rounder. That's good I just, enough. I think it's next year, and I don't know if it's there. How do you feel about it? Um, I personally, I'm a big Kemba Walker fan, but it didn't really work out this year. His right. numbers were solid, but he really didn't play in back to backs, and he just didn't really gel with Jalen and Jason. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not super upset about it. Brad Stevens clearly loves Al Horford. He d- didn't want him to go when he left in free agency. He was a big reason why we signed him when we did. Uh, so uh, he clearly wanted to bring him back as one of his first moves as GM. I feel like he's a little past 
what he was when we had him. He's not been good at his last couple stops. I don't really know how much he has left in the tank. If Right. I feel like if he's going to do it with anybody, it's going to be with us. But I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't super excited about it, but I'm just glad we got a big man out of it. I'm actually really excited about Moses Brown, mm-hmm. the second piece we got out of it. He showed flashes this year. His defense is not great, but he's got uh, some good moves around the rim. And with Robert Williams stepping up as a potential starting center, I think having Moses Brown as a backup there is going to be solid. Yeah, I think there are two types of people with trades, too. Like, there are two types of fans. There's the fan who's, like, blindly optimistic about every trade, and then there's the fan who's the exact opposite of that. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I can't I, I, I can't have faith in this until it, like, fucking works out. That's how I, I it operates for me in any way. Like, I'm either, like, all in or all out. There's no middle ground for me. So, I understand your position. Don't you guys need a coach, too? Yeah. So, that that uh, search is narrowing down a smidge. Okay. Who are the candidates thus far? So, M.A. Udoka, who's been an assistant a bunch of places. I'm not going to know who any of these people are. Chauncey Billups? I do know who that is. I do know okay. who that is. Chauncey Billups <laughs> is the one I want. Yeah, yeah. I think we actually discussed that a couple weeks ago, that that's the one. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's down to Billups, M.A. Udoka, and Darvin Ham, uh, Milwaukee Bucks assistant. Billups is popular. Uh, Celtics really need somebody who can lure stars. Right. Connect with players. It's been what we're struggling with lately. And Billups is going to be that. That's essentially yeah, what his that calling would be, card is going to be. Right, right. And a ton of basketball IQ being a... Is he the favorite? Who's the favorite, you would say? I feel like Billups is the favorite, but um, the Trailblazers are also really interested in him. Okay. So I'm worried about them a little bit. Right. Uh, Another two coaches that did just become available are Rick Carlisle and Scott Brooks. They're starting to get thrown around a little bit. I don't think Rick Carlisle is going to come to us. How do I know that name? Rick Carlisle's the Mavericks coach. There we go. Okay. Okay. Scott Brooks coached the Thunder when they had Durant, Harden, and Westbrook. Right. He's been he's been with the Wizards the last couple of years, but he just got let go. Uh they his contract was expired and they mutually agreed to part ways. Right. So he wasn't so fired. He wasn't fired. Yeah. No. Okay. And he like I said, he coached a young Durant, Westbrook, and Harden to the finals. They lost, but could be a potential good fit with a right. young core in Boston. Yeah, you want if you got a young core, you want a coach who can you know definitely coach young players and help with development for sure. That's like paramount. Yeah. So I still want Billups, but Scott Brooks is interesting. I didn't really think he was going to get let go by the Wizards, and once he did, I was like, ooh, ooh yeah, <laughs> kind of a little bit of a plan B. And they have to get that done pretty quickly, right? Yeah, the draft is rapidly approaching, and I'd like to have a coach before the draft. When is the draft? I believe it's the end of July. Okay, so we're going to have some big trade news in the month of July. Well, big news in the month of July in general, not necessarily trade news. Or but... middle of July? Hold on. Yeah, it's got, I don't know. No, 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 no. Thursday, July 29th, I was right. 
There you go. Okay, end of July. All right, so July's going to be a fun month for us, unless the Sabres uh, prove to be the Sabres and don't trade Jack Eichel before the draft, which would be fucking hilarious. Big ol' Sabres move. God, that would be so fucking funny, man. God, that would be so Vintage fucking funny. Sabres. Fucking vintage Sabres. It's not vintage Sabres. It'd be current Sabres. It doesn't even have to be vintage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're such a shit show. It's amazing. Uh, it honestly impress. It's almost impressive. It's almost impressive. Their ability to fuck everything up is almost impressive. It's like Edmonton. It's like the Browns before they made the playoffs. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> It's almost impressive. The Sabres are the Browns of football. (laughs) The Browns of football, the D-backs of of baseball. Or no, they're the Browns of hockey. Yeah. Well, we said the Pirates, but it's looking more like they might be the D-backs, bro. (laughs) The D-backs at least, like, have been successful the last couple years. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, yeah, um, they are rapidly approaching the worst record this season. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I just keep getting the updates, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man, put something together, please. I mean, you know, not to jinx it, but if the Mets are putting something together, you'd think they could. Jack Leiter's going to look sweet in mahogany, I tell you. <laughs> gonna rock that mahogany and teal uh smells of rich mahogany okay <laughs> smells of rich mahogany burning you know i'm fucking tired when i'm making fucking this guy was gray like tv stuff <laughs> <laughs> bring back some stone sports noir <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah you know it the end the the bad like the mobster guy that or like the corrupt politician 5th, 1937 Doc and Dreary. <laughs> the, uh, the, no, the mobster that is part of the plot. Cause you know, in noir films, always like a greedy politician at the top using a mobster for some nefarious purpose that the detective is trying to uncover. Yeah. And you think it's just the mobster and then you get the mobster dead to rights and it's really the politician. It's really the politician. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty par for the course with the noir film. Yeah. Yeah. But the mobster's name is Warpig. Oh. There you go. Like, that's his street code name? Yeah, that's like his gangster name, Warpig. And then the politician will be, you know, I don't know, Jeff something. Anyway. Uh, we're Jeff, right. Jeff Rush. Yeah, we're yeah. there you go. Jeff <laughs> Jeff Rush. We're, we're working it out. It's it's still... Jeff D. Rush. You know. <laughs> still, a, still a seed. It'll grow into a tree eventually. Um, it'll be a beautiful plant. Yeah, it'll be an Oscar winning film. We'll get fucking Jack Nicholson involved. It'll be fucking glorious. So, any more basketball? Or you want to move to some football? I just hope we get an Oscar before Carey Price gets a cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe that Carey Price could potentially get his name on a score. It's really close, dude. It's only fucking... There's going to be two teams separating him and a cup. It's fucking you know max 10 games away yeah Ugh, i'm getting sick to my stomach <laughs> football Jeez. football football yeah let's just go to football what's going on in football so we got some holdouts okay we'll start with my patriots stefan gilmore holding out defensive former defensive player of the year mm-hmm. so 
hopefully we can figure that out. Uh, I This was potentially going to be an issue coming into the season. There's rumors he was going to get traded. There's rumors he didn't like his contract last year. Right. Uh, they did restructure it, I believe, two years ago, but he outplayed that when he won Defensive Player of the Year. So I don't really blame him, but there's not a whole lot we can do. <laughs> so... Oh, stay tuned on that one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Xavier Howard holding out for the Dolphins, uh, two-time NFL interception leader. Believed he has outplayed his contract extension he signed in 2019. A uh, similar situation to Stefan Gilmore with Xavier Howard and the Dolphins. The Dolphins also brought in Bryce Jones, uh, highest contract given to a corner at the beginning of last season. So Xavier Howard probably saw that as a little bit of a fuck you right rightfully especially so. when he's been balling the fuck out for them yeah i was gonna say yeah like bowling yeah so we'll see what happens with that one more later i, was, I think i think he's had a little bit of legal trouble uh i don't know don't know alleged allegedly Alleg- alleged legal trouble allegedly uh, and last but not least, Aaron Rodgers reportedly still wants out. Again, rightfully so. Yep. But still going on there. We've already talked about that. Yeah, ad nauseum. Yeah. Listen to past episodes to hear our takes on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, Joe Burrow reportedly still on track for week one. Joey Bats, I would be super excited to see him back week one yeah this is a very pro joe burrow podcast absolutely so, absolutely you know me just a big joey bats guy too yeah i i would uh i would be very happy if that was the case as well for show for show for show get well soon joey b yeah bro robbie anderson says he sees a new glow in New Panthers QB, Sam Darnold. Robbie Anderson was, of course, teammates with Darnold in New York. Yeah, I mean, we talked about, I think we talked about this. Did we talk about this? How we still think, you know, Darnold has yeah, much more to give. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think he's got plenty but to give. That's just nice hearing our uh, sentiments being echoed by Robbie Anderson. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Prove me right, Sam. Get yeah. out there. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Do it for the team. And uh, talking about getting out there, Carl Nassib, first active NFL player to come out as gay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good That's for you, man. Fuck yeah. That's awesome as shit. Dude, yeah, came out on an Instagram post today. And I'm sure not easy to do. No, for sure not. He said he has been contemplating it for a while. That's. And- finally feels comfortable enough to do it so good for him hell yeah dude way to go snaps i know there's a former nfl player his name's escaping me right now yeah sorry about that but me too well that's michael sam i know his name i know who you're thinking of the one that got drafted yes that is exactly that's michael sam yeah uh there's a guy that's used to play in the nfl that came out as gay after that's trying to get a lot of current players to come out because he knows there's a bunch yeah but i i thought of that today when i saw the carl nassim thing come out yeah i mean i, I if there's gonna be any more after this i i certainly hope so and it was also good to see like 
overwhelming support for him too, yeah obviously absolutely yeah that's awesome as fuck but yeah good for carl nassib for sure for sure uh, a couple free agents still available okay uh, elshon jeffrey former pro bowler was uh on Meech's eagles honestly i think a team like us could use him bring him in if he's still out there you can get him for cheap Bring him in with, um, we needed more weapons, especially somebody like Nikhil Harry, who's on his last chance if he doesn't work out. Having somebody like Alshon Jeffrey who can come in and take snaps will be good with a rookie QB like Mac Jones. Yeah. Or Cam Newton if he ends up being the starter. Yeah. And then a couple of defensive linemen, former Pro Bowlers, Geno Atkins and Jarrell Casey. Terrell Casey last played with the Broncos, was a pro bowler with the Titans, and Geno Atkins was with the Bengals for his entire career thus far. But I think teams competing that need a little boost in their pass rush could look to sign one of them. Uh, Jarrell Casey, I don't know how he ended things with the Titans, but I feel like uh, homecoming there would be a good fit. Titans had a really bad pass rush. Casey can get to the quarterback from the interior. Could be a good fit there for Tennessee. And same thing with Atkins going somewhere. Just a competitor, competitive team that needs a boost to their pass rush, especially on the interior. Yeah, sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I just literally was like, I think I was choking. I don't know. I felt like I was choking for a second. I- I'm all right now. I just took a big swig of water. I heard, every- I heard everything you said. Hello? Hello? Oh, you can hear me. Okay. <laughs> it kept cutting in and out. Discord doing Discord things. <laughs> yeah, like when you were talking earlier. I, just, like, I was I like, you go. I, cho- I choke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this in. Because I was basically like, the whole time you were talking, I was like trying to respond, but I was like choking or something. I don't know. It was weird. I like, couldn't talk for a second. I had to get some water. Jesus Christ. It's a shit show. At least it's an hour and 11 minutes in. <laughs> Before it went completely we made, off the we rails. made it this far. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, and right hell. before we started recording our last bit of shit for football here, uh, Chiefs defensive lineman Frank Clark was charged with felony possession of a concealed firearm after LAPD spotted an Uzi in his vehicle. Oh. <laughs> God damn. Dude's got the peace on him. Fucking A, staying <laughs> strapped. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A fucking Uzi in his goddamn fucking car just chilling. Holy shit. Uh, Chiefs signed him to a big old deal a couple years ago, 2018, 2019. So, uh, curious to see what happens there. Uh, he was getting shit for underperforming last season. He gets caught with the yeah an uzi in his lap yeah a fucking armory (laughs) (laughs) a fucking uzi jesus christ it's not even just like a nine or some shit and concealed oh my god i wonder if it has like the extendo and everything (laughs) can you put an extendo on an uzi i don't even know cannon cod yeah then you probably can in real life right because that's how it works right if you can do it in cod you can do it in real life that's how it works (laughs) I saw it on the internet. <laughs> Speaking of things I saw on the internet. Uh-huh. 
before we get out of here. Yeah. A uh, man broke a record. Oh my! Not David Rush. Okay. All right. What? It was Ryan Knuth. Okay. What's the record? He set a record for 64 naked skydiving jumps in 24 hours. Hit him with the nuff. <laughs> Ryan Knuth just dripping with nuff. 64 naked skydiving records. Dripping with nuff. Dropping in from the sky with his dong out. All right, look. The first place my mind goes to is the wind burn on your dong has got to be. He said it's apparently tradition to take your your 100th jump naked. And I guess he did that and then, or was going to do that and then was like, fuck, I'm going to just break the record. And I think he did it for charity too. I don't know. What's the charity? I mean... I feel like if I was running a charity and some guy was like, hey, I'll break a record for your charity. I'd be like, oh, dope. Thanks, man. But my dick's going to be out, though. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll call you. <laughs> I, can, I can do shadow puppets with it. I can put shaving cream on it. No, again. Only in the privacy of your own home, sir. Exactly. As the law stipulates laid out by the founding fathers of Stone Sports, you can do whatever you want with your dick in your home as long as you don't harm anybody else in your home. You can do whatever you want with your own dick. But when you're in public, put that shit in your pants. And that's a callback. Dracula's Castle is doing COVID shots. Let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stone Sports. Follow us on all social media. It's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. Say goodbye, my dude. Peace. Later.